Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It, episode number 19. A weekly podcast hosted by Olivia Purvis of What Olivia Did and Charlotte Jackman from Betty. Good afternoon on this very hot Friday. How are you, Liz? I'm wonderful. It's so hot, though. I feel like I've just I've melted and my I'm just I've turned to mush. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times we've tried to record the podcast intro. Oh, it's literally. I think that was our fifth time, but we managed it. We're on the over the phone again as well, so. Hopefully the sound will be all right, but this is a little disclaimer. Um, we will be back together IRL next week. but um, It's too hard two... to sit in the same room as anybody. I know. The last two weeks have been a bit hectic for both of us, so we are, we're getting there. We're getting there. What have you been up to this week, Liv? This week, do you know what I was telling my friend yesterday about what I've been up to, and I just could not think. It's been one of those weeks where I feel like all the days have like merged into one. So I started off by going to Norwich on Monday, which was absolutely delightful. What were you doing in Norwich? I went to see Brittany. I feel like we always name drop Brittany on here. I know, I'm so sorry, but she's wonderful. But it was basically, I was doing a little bit of a youtube thing. Oh, were you? Back on the old tube? Well, going to start in a few weeks, and I thought I'd do a bit of pre-recording. So I booked her out for the day, went to see her gorgeous home. And then, oh my God, on Tuesday, I watched the football, which I'm not going to talk about now because I'm saving it. Yeah, I'm saving that. We're not talking about the football. Not yet, not yet anyway. Um, and then what else did I do? I did a tax return, which was as exciting as it sounds. And then, oh, this is exciting. So on Wednesday, I heard that Florence the Machine were doing a little gig in Camberwell, so not far from where I live. And it had just been announced and they were like, come down if you can, it's five pounds, it goes to charity. And I was like, Was Ooh. it only a fiver? It was a fiver. And because I was meeting my friend Sarah for dinner, um, who is also amazing. You should follow her, Sarah Louise Brand. Um, not name dropping, but she's just great. Um, and we were going out for dinner. I texted her and I was like, plan change. We have to do this. And she was about to go into a meeting. So I said, I'm going to go there, get queuing. And we queued. I queued for about an hour and a half. Um, and when I arrived, there wasn't many people. I thought the venue capacity was 200. Turns out it was 100 which is nothing. And we were three people being let in. The capacity was reached and they were like, we, we can't do anything else. And I was heartbroken. I think um, that they should have done a quiz on like who was the most <laughs> hardcore Florence fan and let people in on that basis because then you would have got in. Well, 100%. I think because it was announced at such short notice, I think people were holding spots for their friends. 
So people were kind of coming in from work and then getting in the queue, which is fair enough because that's kind of what we did as well with Sarah. But I was just like, oh, so close. Oh, the queuing etiquette in that situation, though. I would have been tense. There were some queue jumpers as well um, who weren't even there. But, I mean, I didn't want to get angry. The lady who was organising, she was very kind, um, got me a poster, so I was happy as a clam. Um, So that was my Wednesday. And then last night, I just got to tell you what I did last night because, oh, my God, I went to see Steps. Oh, yes, I was going to ask. So, hang on, where, I mean, Steps are back, aren't they? They are back in a big way. I have never been. I, I wasn't. I was quite excited. I got the tickets for my birthday because uh, my parents clearly know me exceptionally well. Um, but I was just. I didn't really know what to make of it, and I was so excited. How many step songs did you know? Like all of them, I think. All of them. I think they played about three new songs, and because new it was seat songs. No. Yeah. Wow. No, wow. No one goes to a gig for a new song. But because it was seated, I mean, it's one of those things that had seats, no one sat on them until the new songs were played. And then everyone kind of started sitting down. I was thinking, Claire, Faye, change the song, you're losing us. But no. it was amazing. I and it's all... one for Sarah. And it's two, two, two. Oh, no, two. what? I forgot the lyrics. Is it too, too bad about us? No, just... I don't know. Too bad. I've always gone too, too bad. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) They did um, an ABBA cover. They did Voulez Vous. Me and Gemma were in our happy places. We were screaming. It was just amazing. So I did that. And that brings me up to today. But what have you been up to? I feel like I've really waffled there. No, I've really enjoyed it. It's good that you've been doing something rather than when other times when I ask you and you go... Yeah, it's been it's been quite a busy week. So yeah, that's, I've that's I've written down what I wrote, what I've been doing because um I, I will forget. Um, so I went to Margate at the weekend because I spoke to you on Thursday and then we went down to Margate on oh so I drove down to Margate on my own with June to surprise Jack for when he finished work on Friday. So he finished work on Friday, and I just said go to St Pancras, and then when he got to St Pancras, like I told him that you know we were going to Margate. Um, via his mum's house um, but driving to Kent with a one-year-old in the back of the car was potentially one of the most stressful things I've ever done um, oh. June slept for a bit and then the rest of the time she screamed so I felt like the worst mother ever like I kept stopping but she was like you need to get me out of this car oh I know I just felt awful and um, but anyway it was really worth it the weather in Margate was amazing over the weekend we had a marquee and we had like a pop-up table Jack's mum brought like all all the picnic gear and it was it was brilliant all our friends came down but then after like such a high of such a lovely weekend because we had a picnic on a Sunday um at a place called Quecks um which is in Ooh. Birchington near Margate and Birchington um, on sea yes yeah that's the very one I was just a bit down um because I was like why why have we moved so far away from Margate I can't I can't remember why and you know I've been speaking to you and then i um, I listened to a really good podcast actually by Sarah Tasker um, and it was with an artist and I forgot her name um, I will if you go onto my Instagram um, it's tagged on there but she was talking about how when we feel sad we often like shy away from social media and those communities that we rely so heavily on and she said that when she feels sad she makes a picture and she kind of puts all her energy into that picture and she kind of leaves those negative thoughts in the picture so I was quite honest and I said to people I'd just been feeling a bit rubbish and I'm so pleased I did because the amount of messages I got from like real life friends as well saying, dude, I'm here. Oh. And sometimes I think we forget, don't we? You really do. I think it's easy to kind of like almost shut yourself away from it. 
and just be like, no, I don't want to talk to anyone. But actually speaking to your friends and being like, oh, or even just like kind of it's almost putting out an olive branch to the Internet and being like, I need someone to take it. Yeah, totally. That um, Her name is Carolyn Mara. And um, she did a series of when her husband was in a deep depression and they were struggling with fertility. I mean, that's not what was wrong with me. I was just a bit sad. Um, but it was just it was really interesting. So, um <laughs> Yeah, Margate was a real high and the rest of the week was a real low. And then yesterday the fog just lifted. That's so, it's so nice and that feeling, because we all feel like it. And I think sometimes it's so all encompassing that you almost go to bed and you think everyone's always like, oh, sleep on it, sleep on it. And then sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Then when it does and you wake up and you're like, oh, it's almost like a weight. It's such a good feeling. I feel like sometimes when you have these enormous highs and brilliant weekends, it almost kind of makes you think, oh, I can't, that's it. Like, I don't know, it makes you, it can almost, it's like you have a come down from it. Yeah, totally. It was interesting because I, I just wasn't expecting it. But then I read an article as well about how you can be a bit sad and a bit down after you move. Um, and it was a psychological experiment and they split like kind of movers and stayers, as they call them, into two camps. And um, just basically like how after you move, because you're so busy, like in the process of moving, you don't actually process your emotions so when you stop after you've moved you're a bit like hang on what have I done like your support network's not there like your home's not very familiar and then sometimes you might have a tendency to nest and actually stay in the house which sounds like a great idea but actually it's not that good for you Um, or spend time you know on screens and things like that so it was really interesting just to it's been really lovely this week just to read things like that and have like really lovely messages from people just saying I feel like that too. Carrie did a brilliant post actually about this kind of similar kind of not similar but she was talking about her weekend last weekend and talking about how the internet almost gives you these expectations of what you should be doing on a really hot day like going out for a beautiful picnic or going to the beach and she said she had this weekend where she had all these expectations and none of them were met and she felt really like cross at herself for wasting it and that's another thing I think there is that pressure when you're online you're thinking oh it's a nice day and I'm just indoors or working but actually we all have to do that. And I don't know, it does make you feel like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like you're always looking at what other people are doing. There's that pressure too, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just nice to come out on the internet sometimes and just be really honest and be like, life's just a bit meh at the moment, which was the description that I used. And people were like, yes, I get this too. This too shall pass, which is one of my favourite phrases. And um, it did. So I'm quite, quite pleased to just feel normal. It's a nice feeling. Oh, I'm so glad you're feeling better. I feel like these things, they always come. And I feel like sometimes we feel guilty about them because there's always someone in a worse position. Totally. It's always relative and it's always valid. So I think it's so good to air that sometimes and let it go. So we got quite deep in the what have you been up to this week? But sorry about that. But that's what I've been up to, wallowing. Yeah, wallowing. But we all need a good wallow every now and again. Should we move on to telly chat? I've been dying to talk to you about the telly. Oh, my God. Or more specifically, the football. I didn't didn't know I had it in me. I I knew I'd had it in me because I've I've experienced maybe once or twice before. But this week, I felt the gut-wrenching anxiety of someone that really enjoys football. Oh, my goodness. I've got goose pimples just talking about it genuinely. Wow, you win. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've seen many a Euro, many a World Cup, not that bothered. Something about, I mean, I can't even remember who we were playing. Oh, that's right, Colombia. What day was it? Wednesday? Tuesday. See, this is not a football fan that you're talking to. 
But oh my goodness, I got I got dragged into that game. I was invested. Oh, I felt like before they went on, I literally had like a knot in my stomach as if I were about to go on like and do some public speaking. I felt like I was playing the game. And I was like, oh, this is what happens when you like football. So I felt so stressed. And I had, well, I had my nan and granddad over my cousins. And my nan and granddad don't really understand football. So that kind of diffused a bit for me because I had to keep telling them who the Reds were and what end we were scoring down. (laughs) Brilliant. It it got to a point at the end where I was like, my nan was like, oh, don't miss, miss. And I was like, nan, that's our team. (laughs) And I got, and I just got really quite cross. And I was like, not the time. She was like, the other team, they're quite good, aren't they? And I was like, God, you've got no etiquette. You've got no football etiquette. Um, But I just got so sucked in. It was the penalties that I was like, I couldn't watch. Or the pens, as I I now call them, as a hardened football fan. Pen time. But yeah, Jack wasn't even here. My dad keeps coming around to watch the World Cup. Like That's quite sweet. Sweet, but Jack's not here, so just sod off and watch the football elsewhere but it is quite cute anyway so he was watching the football and I was just kind of like merrily minding my own business and then before you know it I put my like my mobile I put my phone down and uh yeah I was really into it and then he it it went to extra time and he has to go pick Jack up from the station and I was like I can't I cannot cope with this the anxiety is too much I switched it off and then I I put it straight back on again I was like I need to know what (laughs) happens and then when it got to penalties by this point June was up and out of bed. My mum and dad, I think, had gone home because my dad just couldn't cope with the stress of, of penalties. He was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. And um, the, the, the kind of the, just the raw passion, the only thing I can describe it to is giving birth. The noises that came out of me were just so involuntary. I was like, <laughs> yes! And I was like... I did that. I got oh. really like, whoa! And I was like, wow. I was yeah. quite impressed from going to the pub the other week where I didn't know how to act, it came out. Yeah, remember that chat? I know, I mean, we like leapt off the settee and every time we did, June cried, like burst into tears because she was like, <laughs> why, why are you doing this? I just sound like I've been a really bad mum this week, I've not. But I just think she couldn't cope with the, she's used to us being noisy, but I think it was just the pure. The raw. Yeah, the like energy of the room. Yeah, it was, oh, it was very animalistic. Yeah, I've got clammy hands. I remember when Joe got in afterwards, everyone had left and he came home and I was like, we have to go out again. This was like half 10 at night. I was like, Joe, we have to leave. I was like, I want to go out to the streets and hear the horns. I want to hear the parties. And Joe was just a bit like, can I just sit down? I was like, let's walk the dog. And he was like, what? What? Um, How how were the streets? Well, (laughs) Joe had been at O'Neill's, which was like, the kind of bar you see on Twitter when you see all the fans going a bit haywire and it like it sounded amazing so when we walked to the high street Joe saw a couple of guys that he'd seen at the pub and they were going let's go like, well, like they were having like ban- football banter and then there was a guy on top of a bus that was like banging on the window because we were both in England shirts and I was like oh isn't this sweet did, I was it, like, this- did, did it live up to your expectations the streets I mean, the streets. Um, not totally. I mean, I think a lot of people had kind of packed it in by that point, but I just, I quite enjoyed it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to feel the energy of outside. But um, unfortunately, Joe and I are going to be away in, well, in a different country on Saturday during this match. But I just, I, I love being in a pub and I, I love, I love people singing in like c- community. <laughs> I, um, I have, as a result of the football, um, had footballs coming home 
in my oh. head. But I think the memes surfing the internet are particular. They're not helping. My favourite one so far is the one from Friends where Ross yeah. has Marcel. Um, and he's like, please, Marcel. I'm not going to do an accent. Don't put that on again. And then I was expecting a woo way i don't know why i keep singing i'm sorry apologies that's one of my favorites i also love there's an anchorman one where he's playing i can't remember is it the flute and he kind of just goes it's so i mean that's what what, what, what did you just do was that it's coming home the melody yeah yeah it was um maybe yeah that's it wow um, thank goodness we've never been on never mind buzzcock I would be so bad at that section. Oh but, um, my god! The 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 other after effect of of having um watching the football is now Jack thinks it's a floodgate, and now he thinks you know I'm so into football, and now he's just treating me like one of the lads and like giving me all this info. Like he was already giving me too much football information before, but now he was stood at the wall chart the other day and was like, "Go on, what do you think then?" Did you see um? Did you see the picture I sent you of the hippo marching towards its wall chart? Oh yeah, I, I've already tweeted that. Oh man, do you know what? Yeah, Joe said to me today. He came down. He was like, "So they're Brazil, Belgium. What's what's happening?" And I was like, "Um." And I said, "Well, you've got to give me some background here, Joe." And he was like, "Well, oh no, is it who who is it? Brazil, Belgium, France? Put see, see, we're not football just because we've watched two oh, matches." I basically said what's going to happen is France are going to win and Brazil are going to win and then England are going to win. I don't even know who the other team is. Oh, there's one where we're missing someone. But basically I said that I feel like Brazil will beat Belgium, providing that's who's playing. I can see the war chart from here, but I can't move. Otherwise, I'm going to crap this This isn't quite Lauro's predictions, is it? No, I'm not. I'm, oh, it's like the pig, the pig on this morning that keeps sniffing the apples and telling... People that England are going to win. Pardon? I think his name, his name might be Marcel. I can't remember, but it's a pig. And they put down two sets of apples with different flags in. And he keeps going to England. He's, uh, he's like the octopus from many years ago. What I love about this kind of thing is just how it brings people together. And people are just do the weirdest things. But it's all in the name of football. So it's fine. And it's totally valid. I'm just going to quickly check who is playing because I feel like I've just waffled so much there. And if I don't come to any kind of conclusion, it's quite um, bad. Well, I, I just, joke. yeah, well, basically, maybe what this is. Oh, is... Uruguay. It's Uruguay. Who's playing who? Uruguay and France. Right, okay. So I think France are going to win. What else have we got? Oh, yeah. So France got a second goal against Uruguay. I, I, I called it. You called it. I think there was, there's been a gaff from the goalkeeper, which has allowed France to score again. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should wrap up this football chat because I feel like this I feel is turning like... into one of Joe's podcasts. Oh my goodness, Five Live have got a podcast about the World Cup every, every single day. day. Joe listens to like three every single day, all different World Cup analogies, and I'm like, eh? they, they, they must have run out of football to talk about. I don't think so. Well, look at us. We've just waffled on for 20 minutes about nothing. And we don't even know the footballs. We, we definitely do not know the footballs. Um, but that's all I've been watching. I am in a bit of a tricky predicament, as I mentioned last week. So me and mum were watching Schitt's Creek. Spoke to her. Turns out she does want to wait to watch it together. Um, Fair. Glow season two. I'm supposed to be watching that with Jack. He's not been here. So I'm like, I've got all these programmes to watch, but I'm, I don't have permission to watch them. That's frustrating. I, however, have been watching Love Island. <laughs> 
Right, okay, the timer, the timer. The timer. Let me get it out. Are you ready for your minute? Don't spend the first 15 seconds. Looking at my notes. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, here it is. Liv's Love Island Minute. So this week has just been so eventful with Casa Amor. I just, all these new girls coming in. I was actually, I was really impressed actually towards the end of the week where Adam was like, I'm not really sure about, is it Daryl? Daryl's the new girl who he quite liked. And he was a bit like, oh no, I think I'm going to, I think I like Zara. So I'm just I'm wondering how that's going to pan out. Also, Megan just confuses me every single day. She's just, oh, frustrating. And also Josh, never been so cross. Last week, I think I was saying how Josh and George are underrated. How how things can change, how things can change. Georgia, I mean, I hope she doesn't, like, ruin Laura's thing going on with Jack because, no, no, no. But also Jack and Danny, still my favourites. Hopefully Danny Dye is going to come in in the next couple of days because I cannot wait to see that. Are you going to start tuning in at that point, Charlotte? Yeah, she's nodding, she's nodding. So that's really exciting. Love Danny, love Jack, love the fact they overcame Casa and War and I'm very happy to see what's going to happen. Your time is up. Thank you. Getting better and better. Um, I am, okay, fine. I watched the first episode. I just, I don't even know what my moral high ground was about now because I keep up to date via Twitter. I mean, I don't know some of these people you're talking about. All I'm interested in is Jack and Danny. And then wasn't Danny Dyer's mum on this morning? I think so. Yeah, saying that Danny is bang up for going in the villa. Danny Dyer's in there. I am, sorry. I... All morals are out the window. I'm watching. Have you, do you follow Danny Dyer on Instagram? Um, yeah, what, what, what are those posts? I'm quite enjoying it. I feel like it's ultimate dad posting. What is, is the exactly app? exactly the kind of thing my dad would do. What, do you know what the app is that he's using? Let me explain it. So he, it, it's scenes from films, isn't it? And then it's... Scenes from films or famous, um, like, celebrities or people of interest who, you know, or news clips, and then you you dub your voice over it. Yeah, I can't remember the app, but Danny Dyer is so into it. He's into it, but I feel like that's the kind of thing my dad would do and get very into also. I feel like that's what I might get into this afternoon. Oh my God, I would be well up for doing that. Okay, fine. Maybe we could do some for the next podcast. I'm very happy to oblige that. I don't know how it would work, but anyway. But yeah, as soon as Danny Dyer goes in that villa, um, I'm sorry, I'm tuning in. I like that. I like the fact that um, in the villa... um, Basically, Jack's ex-girlfriend came in. Yeah, what happened? What happened? So she and Danny went on a date, like a brunch date, a girls' date. um, And then she told Danny that Jack had a poster of one of Danny Dyer's films above his bed. And then Jack, I think that was the thing Jack got most angry about. He was so embarrassed. He was like, oh, you're trying to mug me off. And it was just hilarious. But Danny thought it was really sweet and just a bit cringe. Didn't they say, I love you? Yeah. Like, I really love you, I do. That's so sweet. That's very Aww. cute. Right, no, hang on. We've spent far too long talking about Love Island. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put love a sock in it. Let's move on to shopping before we just carry on about football. Okay, shopping it is. What have you been buying? Actually, I don't care what you've been buying. I want to tell you what I've bought. Go on then. I, won't, I, I shan't wait a moment longer. <laughs> um, so I was on Instagram, surprise, and um, I was on Mother of Daughters profile, Clemmy, and she did an amazing shoot for Vogue and she had this dress on and I was like, oh, that's nice. That That's really nice. I want it. And I kind of remember seeing it in Topshop ages ago. So I rushed onto the Topshop website and it was half price in the sale and the only sizes left. 
were not not my sizes but it was half price in the sale so then I got a B in my bonnet even more because I've got a wedding on the 18th of August and I was like that's that's a bit of me um and it's yellow I don't know how to describe it it's yellow kind of got like pink flowers on but there's a lot of fabric it's really floaty got long sleeves mm. um it's got a ruffle it's just very romantic and very kind of this time um I'm only laughing because I need to tell you something else um it's very kind of like late summer um so I couldn't find it and I checked and I checked so I was like maybe someone's got it in their basket and you know in an hour or two there might be another one available no uh there wasn't but then the power of the internet being lovely this really nice girl called Natasha who works at Lincoln Topshop was like we've got a 14 and 16 in stock panic knots Oh, in Lincoln as well. I know. And so I said, what time do you open tomorrow? She said nine. I said, I'll be there. I was there at quarter past nine. By which point she had already, um, Natasha wasn't even working that day. She was at training day in Nottingham. She called into the store, got them to put it to one side for me. And then someone lovingly brought them over for me. Amazing. Tried it on, but it was one of those, you know, where the slip is attached to the outer shell. Oh, that makes it so sad, the outer shell. That makes it a mission to get on. So I, like, got it on after about 10 minutes, and then the slip was just down the front, just (laughs) hanging. (laughs) So then I had to start again, by which point Jack had WhatsApped me, being like, are you all right? Because it had taken me so long to get it on. Um, anyway, turns out the size 14 was spot on, went to the till, proud as punch, and so a big shout out to Natasha. Oh, thanks Natasha, otherwise Charlotte would be a miserable, a miserable so-and-so this week. What, more miserable on... than she's already been? Well, on the shopping bit, we, we'd have no laughs. Well, that was actually, um, I'd been, like, sad and I had a few tears and stuff, and then Jack got, uh, had his day off, um, work on Wednesday, which is... It has been his only days off um, each week. So we went to Topshop, then we went out for brunch, went to the local bakery and just had two really nice hours while June was at nursery. So it was literally shopping therapy. How's she getting on at nursery? Yeah, not great. She's not really liking it. But we're doing little two-hour sessions now rather than a whole whole morning because it's just a bit too much. Oh, bless her. But we crept. uh, When we went to pick her up, we crept on her from around the corner and we could see she was having a nice time, so... She was having you on. Yeah, she's just, yeah, she was having us on. Um, But yeah, that's what I've been buying. Nothing else, but I am so happy um, about about said dress. Oh, it is a gorgeous dress. And, well, it's also this time of year. So I always think I'd step into summer, like quite conservatively, you know, it's been it's been spring and you might have like a dress on with with some sandals and I feel like by the end you're a bit like Captain Jack Sparrow like you've gone for a bit of a hair braid you might have gone for like I don't know maybe some kind of transfer tattoos a bit of henna like during a festival and They've then you've got one earring yeah like hoops and then you've got a scarf on so I just feel like come the end of August like that's my analogy every year I love that as you say this you're sitting there in this bun ponytail with a bandana on like and a, a frilly black dress and a gold necklace it's, it's all gone yeah actually. do you know what I mean like I kind of feel like the more you go through summer you just keep like piling accessories on a bit like buckaroo <laughs> like the clothes get less but the accessories get more and then by the end of the summer you just like look like a, a flower child of Woodstock and you're like hey man and then by September, everyone's like, no, come on, enough's enough. Like, you need to put some shoes on. <laughs> Bring out the tights again, please. 
It's like that's where I'm at in the in the proceedings. You're gonna of you're summer. gonna be on like going into Love Island. Yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. like that episode of Friends where Ross goes on on spring break. <laughs> Let's move on. What have you been buying this week? Oh well, I've you know I've I've made a few purchases, most of which were in the last twelve hours. Tell me, tell me, pray. Well, the, the first one. Um, was I'm going to a wedding in at the beginning of August. I was going to wear a suit, and I was like, it's going to be really hot. I don't oh, even want to yeah, wear a no. suit. It's a nice idea, but absolutely not. Mm, and the trousers were a little bit tight when I wore them in April, and I was just like, they're not going to be any 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 looser now. Um, so I went on the ghost website, um, as you do, and they had this new in dress. <gasps> and it- I, I feel like I know which one it is. Can I guess? Yeah. Right. Can I ask how many questions? Can I ask about three? Three. Is it pink? It comes in pink. Is it blue? It's blue. Has it got stars on it? It's got stars on it. Is it a maxi? It's a maxi. Seen the dress, taken a picture of it and nearly sent you it and was like, you need this dress and I need it in pink. Got it. Got it in blue. you got to get it in pink. Yeah, I know exactly the dress. I saw that dress on the mannequin on King's Road and was like, that's a bit of Liv Purvis. Oh, I just, they posted a picture and the sleeves were like billowing and really sheer. And I was like, that is what I want to wear to this wedding. And I, I bought it. I know you so well. You do know me exceptionally well. So I bought that. And then last night when I got home, I was on Instagram. And I was on the Explore page, which is not a page I frequently visit. I'm always on the Explore page. When you're up with a small child sometimes trying to get them to sleep, I like run out of internet. Oh, because I think it got to a point where I thought I just kept seeing the wrong things on there. like The I wrong kept, things? Not the wrong things, but just things I didn't want to see. Like lots of girls in like, bikinis and just nice things but things that weren't necessarily my taste so I just stopped visiting it and I went on there last night and there was this white dress which I sent you and it had like a really rounded low neckline and big billowy white sleeves very almost slightly period yeah it's a bit milkmaid it's a little bit nice way almost I'd say milkmaid meets Regina Pio do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That's quite a niche reference, but it's such I'm, a I'm niche with you. reference. If you if you if you know, you know. Um, and I saw that, and I pre-ordered it, and it was by a designer called Cara Toms. I can't believe I, I didn't know anything about. I was like, follow, follow, not, follow. He has not many followers, but it's very similar to Doan. If you're familiar with Doan, it's kind of very like lots of linens and very clean like fabric clean with, but romantic so a yeah, bit kind of 70s blouses and, yeah yeah like very like yeah blousy kind of things which I was all for so I all pre-ordered that and the only other thing I've been talking about this week endlessly is shorts a denim yeah. shorts. she literally has not stopped talking about shorts I haven't I'm not I was gonna, hoping we could avoid it I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it quite short but I did <laughs> oh god did you even know I didn't. I'm just a poet and I didn't even know it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I did a blog post, which I'm not going to plug too much on here, just once. And that was all about the fact that I tried on jeans earlier this week and three pairs didn't fit. Three pairs. So I was feeling a little bit out of sorts and I was a bit like, oh, didn't really know what to do. And I thought I tried a couple of pairs of shorts I'd kept from a couple of years ago. Bad idea. Couldn't really get them over my thighs. Um, So we had to go back to the drawing board I just really wanted to find a good pair of high-waisted denim shorts. But I so think I want to talk about the blog page just a tiny bit more. Like I can plug it, but I think you wrote the nicest, the nicest thing, which was like, yeah, my shorts don't fit, but who really cares? Because you've really, really, really enjoyed yourself. 
Exactly. And that's what I thought when I tried the one. It was the same thing when I found a grey hair earlier this year. And I kind of thought, well, that just, I'm lucky to, you know, be getting older. Yeah, and, and I, have I had, hair. Exactly. And I had that perspective with shorts. And I was kind of like, well, they don't fit because every nice meal I've gone out to, I've not de- denied myself eating something I enjoy. And I think life's so short that why should I if I don't have to? And I've just had a nice time and I've not worried about my weight. I did, yeah, I wanted to write about it and I I was a bit worried about posting it because I thought, you know, I didn't want to seem like I was getting out the tiny violin. But equally, I wanted to say that we all feel like at this time of year, like we all feel self-conscious, I think, or we all have to push ourselves sometimes out of these like sartorial comfort zones where you have to get in swimwear or you might feel like you have to, don't have to by any means. And same with shorts and same with like, and I mean, I had some of the loveliest messages back and a few girls were like saying that they felt the same. They'd been to gigs in this kind of weather wearing tights because they didn't feel confident enough to get their legs out and they got a heat stroke or they made themselves suffer because they didn't think they could. And it was that reminder that to say that no matter what your body shape is, you're allowed to, you know, show it off. You're allowed to be cool and be comfortable and equally, if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine too. Like, don't feel pressure to feel like you have to be in a bikini in summer either. And yeah, no, I just wrote this post quite off the cuff. I didn't really think about it. And yeah, no, I had so many nice responses, which made me feel like I can definitely kind of delve into that pool a bit more. But well, um, It's hard, isn't it? Because it was what we said, you know, if you are concerned about negative opinions, you would never yeah. write anything. And I think what we're learning even through doing this podcast quite deep this week can you tell my periods due and um but you can't you can't be vanilla you can't you're not going to please all of the people all the time anyway people for starters aren't just going to aren't going to like us just because they might think we're annoying um and then you can't just have opinions that are just yeah vanilla because you don't want everyone to disagree with you and that's fine that's the thing you can water things down and I was almost when I wrote that post I started watering a few things down I was like well no because it's going to dilute from the actual point and almost you have to say things and you have to kind of say like I don't know there's so many every I feel like we're in an age where every topic is delicate um so you're always you kind of try and you want to please everyone all of the time of every background and you can't always do it you have to kind of just sometimes follow your own opinion and then kind of you know fine-tune it but anyway it was a really nice poster I had loads of great short recommendations as well which came with it yeah because we were talking about summer dressing last week so where have you where have you been well I actually bought I've got a pair on now which I won't move the laptop to show you because if I do I'll probably end up making a lot of rustling and no one else can see it but I've got these shorts from Levi's which are high-waisted and they're called the baggy shorts and they're really cool actually they're really nice I was a bit worried they look a bit like a nappy I know what you mean. I know like what you mean. Like a bit too much tapering, and tapering works on trousers, but with shorts, it's a bit like. Um, but it, they're really great, really comfortable. Also ordered a couple of pairs from and other stories, and Monkey are meant to be amazing. Heard some things about Zara too, so I'm gonna try and have a bit of research time this week, and I might try and put a blog post or a video together with the best jeans or shorts. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> the best shorts for women who like struggle with finding shorts in summer basically the the kind of shorts I'm in the market for because I was like shorts aren't for me but I've got my arms out now next thing on my legs I've got a few blouses and um I'm like do you know what just want to stick a pair of shorts on Jack's sister she loves it when I mention her hi Amy um she 
came to Margate on Saturday. She looks amazing. Um, she had a really oversized white, I think it was a men's shirt, maybe it wasn't, but you know, it was that kind of vibe. It was really oversized. And then she'd done a little French tuck, shout out to Queer Eye. But these shorts had an elasticated waist or maybe they didn't, sorry Amy, but um, like you either want an elasticated waist or a drawstring waist, and then what I want at the bottom, at the leg bit, is like quite a loose, you know, just like not, not really tight, so I don't want denim, and then I kind of want them to just like have a, a little split at the side, do you know what yeah. I mean? Almost like a, a retro footballer's short, but in a, like a nice pattern. Mm. Yeah, I because what I don't want to do is when I sit down, I don't want my shorts to dig in me because that's when it gets uncomfortable because I've got, yeah. you know, I've got some thighs. That's the thing. And I feel like that's what I was worried about because I was like, oh, you know, when it's hot and you want to sit in the garden, you don't want to be in a maxi dress. You want to be able to get your legs out, get a bit of colour. Well, and if that's I'm why in the garden, I'm pretty much naked. Sorry, neighbours. Well, that's, I mean, we've got children next door, so I feel like the end of the garden's quite small and they do overlook each other. So yeah, I like... yeah. I feel like if John and Barbara are in are in their top window, they might have a bit of shock, but otherwise I'm all right. Yeah, see, I have to be a bit PG, but with shorts, I'm like, I can't sit out here in a dress. It gets, it's too hot, it's 30 degrees. So we move on to today's topic, because I feel we've gone on We've today. gone rogue today, I'm telling you. I, it's because I've got so many hormone, hormones and so many feelings, I've got so much to say. So many feels today. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Right, let's move on to this week's topic, which is holidays so charlotte would you like to expand on this week's topic so what i kind of touched upon last week and generally been feeling is like i feel like the whole of instagram's on holiday which is totally fine but i just kind of wanted to throw out there like do people feel like there's too much pressure to go away and um, and then i wanted to talk about our best trips and our cheapest trips um and then i also wanted to talk about the flip side of is there too much pressure to go away? Do we give ourselves permission enough to go away? So a lot to talk about, really. Just wanted to talk oh, about holidays. Meaty. Oh, it's meaty. So I would say that I haven't been on holiday properly 
in quite a long time but every year I go on holiday with Jack's family and we stay in the UK because they've got three sausage dogs and um, I don't think those dogs would do well um, in Europe <laughs> so we go on holiday every year and that's that's really lovely but as a family or just me and Jack me and Jack haven't been away since we went to Berlin which I think I've mentioned several times on the podcast which was before June was born it's like me with my halloumi kebab. It's like, oh, she's mentioned Berlin again. But that's that was kind of our last holiday as as a couple. Um, and that was maybe four days away. We've done a couple of little breaks here and there. When was that? When was Berlin? Um, but that was before June. So that was like three years ago. But that was four days in November. But in terms of like a week's holiday, we haven't been on a week's holiday ever in the nine years that we've been together like we again we have done it with Jack's family and it's because we're both freelance and he's been like trying to break into the tv industry so there's been periods of his of his career where he's not been paid and periods of my career where we we just haven't been able to afford it and I just think in the life of Instagram it can look like people are constantly traveling I know, and I think it's so important, especially because, I mean, I feel like it as well. I mean, I'm lucky that I go on quite a few press trips and I get to travel quite a bit. But even from that perspective, when I'm not traveling, I see lots of people away. And I sometimes think like, oh, they're away a lot. And often you have to remember a lot of it is press trips. And it's like they get, you know, gifted holidays. But I think because people do it and they write about it, it's slightly different. But I felt like that a lot. Like Joe and I are very much similar to you and Jack in the sense we've never been away on a beach or pool holiday for any period of time we've always done like a couple of day city breaks here and there I think this year we were really like we need to go and have a proper holiday like a real relax but it's weird because I feel like this Instagram generation has made people think that one holiday isn't enough a year and it's really changed from when we were growing up and we'd have one holiday a year if that or maybe one holiday every couple of years and that might be to the UK it might be to Spain somewhere and that was amazing and I look forward to that and I love that and I feel so lucky I got to do that because I know that some people don't even holiday in general but I feel like now there's almost the pressure that every other weekend it's like right make the most of it go away book a long weekend somewhere and it can be quite a lot yeah definitely I think um when we were growing up I hope mum and dad won't mind me saying but we went bankrupt and I think back in the day it was quite severe I'm not saying it's not severe now but it was a longer I think it was five years so we didn't go on holiday between the time I was two and a half we went on holiday and then 10 I think was my next holiday maybe it was nine so we didn't really have holidays growing up we did when I was a bit older so it it was kind of something that I'd never really missed do you know what I mean you're just like well we don't do that thing and we weren't really in an area where everyone holidayed so it wasn't like my friends were going away we just all kind of hung around maybe maybe people did go on holiday and I just was like see you later Rach where you been when she got back I've got a new friend now um but then on the flip side I think it's really important like I'm you know when I saw you a couple of weeks ago and you were really frazzled and I was like dude you need a holiday go and sometimes it's giving yourself permission to kind of spend that money which can be really scary especially you know if you've not had a lot of money or like money is a bit unstable and I think we're going to do the same when a couple of paychecks come in I'm going to dedicate a slice of that money to a holiday because I think the benefits of a holiday are just tenfold it feels amazing to get back I said I was saying actually my favorite holiday um was that one of all one of my favorites I've ever been on with Joe was last year in July and we went to Cornwall for five days and it was honestly like I mean I was still 
posting and I was still I think I documented it on the blog but it didn't feel like work and I just had the most relaxing five days weather wasn't always great but just being able to be in a different environment and not put any pressure on yourself oh it was like a tonic Cornwall Cornwall is good for that it's my favorite place and we went we did a couple of days in St Ives and then we got the train to Penzance and spent the rest of time the time there and it was just like, I love getting on a train as well. I think, well, you know, we've spoken about this. Um, if, I love... If, if the Orient Express would like us to record our podcast on the train, I don't think that would be a problem. No, we were both obliged. Um, but I just love, I love the whole... I think that's part of a holiday as well, like getting to the airport, enjoying that. And I, I felt like that when we got to Paddington last year. We got there at like 7am, we went to Pret, got like our porridge, and then we sat on this train. It was about five hours on the train, but it was just like... <gasps> so exciting and I just I bought some magazines and I just really enjoyed that whole period of being like oh I can read a magazine I don't have to write anything that's it's not research it's just pleasure yeah I I love that and one of the things that I've like committed to myself to do is save more for holidays which I don't do and I'm I'm sure so many people are much savvier than me but we have a thing in my family called mutual aid um, and it was a thing that my grandpa did like when um, he was um, he used to be the port missioner of the docks or down the docks and everyone used to put money away for Christmas so I put £10 a week away for Christmas currently my sister-in-law does it and my mum does it another sister-in-law I have so many and that feeling at Christmas when I know that I'm gonna have all every single week's £10 and at first I really did notice when it went out whereas now I just it goes straight out every Friday and that feeling's amazing so I'm going to start a dedicated holiday fund oh that's so because nice because I just don't I don't do it enough and then like that was what was exciting about what you were saying about booking.com last week is that they don't take the money till later because sometimes you just the old cash flow situation Mm, it's so it is just so tricky and you look at flights and things and it's like things are so unpredictable especially if you're in a freelance job where you can't necessarily plan ahead and you can't look at flights a year in advance it can be quite tricky but I think it is so important I feel like this year has made me appreciate how important having breaks are whether you go abroad or whether you go you know an hour away or even my mom I was talking to my mom about this because her and my dad aren't going away um, but she, we've, you know, had a bit of a hard time with a few different things at the moment and they've booked a two day break and she was going to cancel it. And I said, honestly, it's, you'll need it. it. You'll come back and you'll have a fresh perspective on things. And I said, it will be so invaluable to take that time. And I, I'm such a believer that having a couple of days, if that's all you can do or you just extend a long weekend, it just, sometimes it feels like you've had the cobwebs blown away. I said yes during the middle of that because I so agree and the amount of times I've not wanted to go somewhere so I'm going on a retreat um on Sunday for a couple of nights and it just feels so indulgent and I'm like I'm not going to go it's not going to go but I know that two nights and three days away is yes it's really indulgent but it was that kind of thing we were talking about last week where it's like you need to refill your cup so that you can kind of be a better person and one thing that I've um thought about because I love holidaying in the UK and I think it can just be you know be so relaxing and it's house swapping with friends oh I've never thought about this well my friend was talking and she was like oh I'm thinking about renting our house out next year for a month and I was like I'll take it for a month um 
which is not house swapping, obviously. No, she doesn't have a pool, sadly. But what's nice is it, I know it would be uh, child-friendly because she has a child, so it would have, like, stair gates and, you know, generally she wouldn't mind if, I don't know, June threw a yoghurt all over the floor. Um, but then I was thinking, you know, what about a house swap? I mean, I know you can't always do that when you're in rented, but I reckon you could for a few days. Yeah, but if you're in a different area, that's such a good idea. Yeah, because a change is as good as a rest, as my grandma used to say. What a brilliant idea. So then, like, oh, if you've got friends at the seaside or in a different city, what a great Because sometimes you look at accommodation and you're like, whoa there, whoa. Yes, I just want to yeah. rest my head for a few hours. I know, it's too much. Also, while we're on this, kind of, it's not on this topic at all, but I read a really nice piece on The Guardian this week, which I was going to send you, and it was like a day in Ramsgate but it was like a diary and it was like minute by like hour by hour and it was like all the different people who worked at the seaside in summer and it just really encapsulated what what the British seaside is like in the summertime and I will link it in our bio this week um because it was it that really reminded me about how beautiful it can be as well sorry should have mentioned this with a Cornwall chat but I just it came like a light bulb I had to mention it no that's fine I enjoyed your light bulb but the the, yeah there's so many places obviously I've I've lived in Kent for nearly a decade and I thought that the Kent coast is amazing but I can't wait to kind of um Norfolk I've done and Wells by the sea and places like that but I want to get right up in the in the northern seaside I've got heard Newcastle I've got some amazing beaches which when I heard that I was like pardon but, you Where's know, Whitby? Whit- Whitby? Well, Whitby's on the way, yeah, because we really want to go to Whitby as well. I and that's go to just Whitby. Can I come? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the way I did that. Um... <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, um, okay, I'll, I'll go on my own. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can entertain June, who now hates car journeys. But that's just one side of the country. And I'm sure there's people listening to the podcast screaming kind of like seaside destinations. But, you know, the, the Welsh coast as well. I have seen some oh, insane scenery. I remember when I went to Port Merion, actually, that was another lovely trip. It's festival number six. And the train journey there from Bangor was just amazing. It was so picturesque. I was like, we could be anywhere right now. Yeah, and well, it felt, we're in the UK. Uh, but we're in the UK and it feels absolutely glorious. Scotland is long on my list to get up get up there mm-hmm. and we were going to go this summer but I, I just don't think Jean's going to hack it she's she's going to be really annoyed that she's in the car even if we stop she's like no she's like not having it yeah not, not today, having pal. it yeah or and then I was thinking we could stop somewhere else on the way but I'm doing that thing that your mum did where I'm like oh do I not deserve a holiday but it's just almost like too much fuss to take that much time for yourself yeah I feel like a lot of people do I do it and then actually I mean, Joe and I have booked something for a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks' time, and it got to a point where I was like, if we don't do it, we're not going to do it, and it's going to get too expensive, and we're going to regret it. And then we just went, okay, we'll do it, and we did it. And flights weren't terrible, and we were like, fine, do it, done. Sometimes, and then when you do that, that money's gone, and then you can't ponder about it anymore. Because yeah. like, you probably would have dwindled it away on nothing. Mm, so, it's like, so true. Yeah, ring-fencing some money sometimes can be can be a good thing to do where's on your kind of dream to visit list that you've not been I really want to do more of Italy I've seen so many people are doing a lot of Italy I'd love to go to Rome and I really want to do like this you know the Amalfi Coast all of that part of the world just looks incredible I'm nodding um, nodding aggressively oh, have you, love- you you've watched the trip haven't you with Steve Coogan and Rob the Ryden yeah the second series me and Jack just watch it repeatedly the food the food. my favorite thing so I really want to do that want to do more of the US 
there's so many parts of the US I'd love to do. I mean, I would love to do like San Fran. I'd love to go back to LA, but I really want to do like some of the deep south. And I just, there's so many pockets. That I'm like, oh, I feel like I just want to, I want to see, I want to see more. Yeah, me, the world is such a big place. I feel like so I've hardly seen any places, of it. Though. Yeah, I, I want to go to New Orleans. I want to go to Cuba. I want to go to Mexico. Or Cuba, yeah. So it's just, I can't think of a single place that uh, if someone said, do you want to go there? And I'd be like, no like to go to um, Blackpool as well. Oh, yeah, I really want to go to Blackpool. Yeah, I've never been to Blackpool. I think Joe said he might throw that around for his stag do. Oh, nice. I might go on the stag do rather than the hen do. Go on the stag. <laughs> Where's Charlotte? Oh, she's on the stag. Yeah, I'm in Blackpool because it looked like fun. It looked like more of a giggle. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love going to like Brighton. I like doing some of the same places because I feel like that feels like more of a holiday sometimes because I'm like, I know where I'm going. You know where you're parking. I know the parking. restaurants. Yeah. And I can go to a new hotel and then just be like, right, I know where to go. It feels like home away from home. That's sometimes more relaxing. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. agree with that. Because, um, yeah, sometimes it's the anxiety and it's like a bit busy and you're like, am I going to have a good time? Or it's like, hang on, we know this place. We know what it's like. I totally get why people go um, back to the same spots like that, year and year yeah. out. And it makes it easier. I think that's why I've put off going to so many new places because I think – I don't know the area to stay in. I don't know where's good. And it kind of, you build up so much. You're like, okay, I'll just go to back where, to where I know because it's easier. Yeah, and you I, just, if you want to relax, like, straight away. Yeah, which is really nice. And I don't, like, for a while, my, my, my mum and dad love going to Ibiza. We've got family out there. And they stay in the same areas. And for a long time, I was like, but there's so much to see everywhere. And they were like, but we just, we know it's good. We know where we like. And I'm like, well... Do you know what? Actually, that makes so much sense. I would very much like to meet this auntie that lives in Ibiza. And, oh, you, know. you would love her. If she's listening, Auntie Susan, love you lots. We will come and see you. Me and Charlotte will come out. I would very <laughs> much like to record the podcast on the White Isles. And I need to take my bralette somewhere that I'm going to be buying. And your, band- and your bandana. <laughs> and my gold tattoos. God, this girl, this girl. We need to plot some adventures. Definitely. But it is about, and I think, you know, sometimes it's all about on Instagram, you can get a bit like, oh, you know, some people are on holiday a lot. But, you know, planning for like 2018, 2019, and that, you know, sometimes those things are here before you know it. It's so true. And things really fly around. I mean, even thinking about a honeymoon, I'm like, oh, no, like, it's so far away, although it's something we're definitely going to have to save for and really consider. I'm like, it'll be, it'll be here before we know it. You'll have been think, on your honeymoon this time next year. Oh, my God. I might be back. Yeah, you, well, I mean, July the 6th, how long are you going for? Well, no, I mean, well, if the wedding's in May, my birthday's in, um, we might go between the wedding and my birthday, because I thought, how good would that be? I'm so get, judgy. I'm like, what's happening? Get married, yeah, Yeah. On, at the end of May. Have a week or so away on your honeymoon. Get back and it's my birthday. Yeah, so you'll have, yeah, you'll have been on your honeymoon this time, next, yeah. uh, this time next year. It'll be like a fiesta. And that's the other thing, doing a bit of manifesting. I would very much yeah. like to have been to Melbourne by this time next year and then visited my best friend. Melbourne is heavenly. Yeah, I need... It's time. It's time. I was going to go for my 18th birthday and then for one reason... I and another I've not been and it's now been 14 years and I've not that's been that's a lot of time to put it off yeah enough it's enough. a big trip though it's a I big know, trip. but that's the thing these trips can be so big that you just you, put them off forever you're like oh that's that's a lot of money right. and, and actually 
yeah, if I just tighten my tighten my waist belt on my shorts. Do you know what I love? I love airline sales for a really long time. Um, in January, Joe and I would go on the airline sales after we'd done like a tax return in January. We'd look and flights to New York and the places like that, the that bucket list places are so reasonable. And what we do is we'd book our trip then. And I feel like you can pay either in installments or it just was really, it was a, it was a lower price and you could pay as you go. That was the Virgin actually, but airline sales, very underrated. Yeah, I feel like if you have the money ready, so if I, what is it, July now, if I put a bit of money away every month, come January when there's sales, I'd, I'm ready. Yeah, definitely check out airline sales. It was something I was recently, uh, a bit like booking.com, which is absolutely no secret. Um, well, we've told everyone every week. What is your favourite thing about holidays? I think I know what mine is. Do you know what I love? I really love being by a pool or being on like having a book by the pool and getting really hot and then getting into a pool to cool off and then lying down again. And oh, my four o'clock Mars ice cream. You pretty much do the same thing in the UK as you do abroad. Except sun's pool and sunshine. Yeah, no, they just have the Mars ice cream. Mine is, you know, those, that weird thing where you kind of like make the place you're staying at familiar. So you go to the same place every day for like a, yeah. I don't know, a cost on... bakery for lunch. Yeah, yeah, because we're weird creatures of habit and, and that I really enjoy. Yeah, I, in Ibiza there's a place that when we used to stay in a certain place with my family... We'd go to the same bakery every lunch, and I get a, I get this baguette which was like chicken with onion. <laughs> I mean, of all know. the things you could eat in Ibiza, there she is with a baguette. With a chicken and onion baguette, please. Um, with my Lay's crisps, and we get it every day. Lay's crisps. Oh. The other great thing, actually, I'm thinking back. So when we did um um holiday, we we always used to go to the same place. So we went to Porta Palenza in Mallorca because my. <gasps> Yeah, well, my uncle that I spoke about, um, Uncle Tony and Uncle Michael, they had a place there, so we could stay with them. And I just think that place is just absolutely amazing. But I really enjoyed all the different flavours. I say all the different flavours of Fanta. Why does it taste oh, so different? Yeah. yeah, you get like your, your limon, Fanta limon. Yeah, not not lemon Fanta. No, no, no. Fanta limon. Yeah. And maybe it's because I don't drink fizzy drinks the rest of the time. So when I'm on holiday, I'm like, this tastes amazing. And then your bread with your aioli or alioli. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how to pronounce that. No clue. I feel like it's, whenever I was away, it was alioli, but here it's aioli. I don't know. I'm like that garlic mayo that's going to make your breath stink for 24 hours. Who cares? Is it Who? just garlic mayo? Yes. Yeah, what? what yes, you... it is. But, um, but again, it tastes better in a different country. There's so many things that ta- yeah taste so much better. Um, Jack always knows when I'm on holiday abroad or in the UK because I've always got a meat and cheese selection. Oh, I don't know why that just says holiday to me. Yeah, wherever Ooh, yeah. I am, just I need some meats and I need some cheeses. Can't take a girl away from her meats and cheeses. Yeah, and a very very pale blush rosé, very pale. Oof. But we all we all know I can't drink too much of that. I know, I'm a Sprite girl, through and through. Um, right, well, uh, this chat's just made me want to go away on holiday, so it actually had the reverse effect. Yeah, I know, we were meant to be saying, don't don't succumb to the pressure of going... Of yeah, or just don't feel bad, but um, yeah, I'm probably going to go and, I don't know, sell something now. <laughs> You're looking around. <laughs> what can I sell? I need to go away. I don't care if Jack and June come. I don't mind. 
we need to plot a getaway. That was on our, our, our list as well. A fringe of it, research trip. Oh, yeah, definitely. We need to go and uh, research how they record podcasts in uh, nicer places. Well, on that note, I've got a paddling pool downstairs and I've got a magnum in the fridge. I have one more thing to say and it's unrelated to everything. I should have said it earlier. I, I can't wait. What, go on. It's basically, it's an app I discovered today. Oh, I love a new app. Ooh, oh, I, I might have I, a new app for you, actually. Oh, my phone died, so I can't tell you. I just have to tell you. So I was reading a blog post um, by a girl called Charlotte. And we were interning in London, which I will also link, because it's really inspiring if you are interning. But she mentions this app called Olio or Olio. And I clicked on it and I was like not knowing what to expect. But it's basically, it's a food waste app. So if you've got things in your fridge that are on the turn or about to go off, or say you bought a packet of six onions, you can only use two, the rest are about to go. You can list things and people can come and collect things that you're not going to use. That's genius. And cafes can do it and restaurants if they've got food. So even if you feel like you don't need anything, but you can collect it on behalf of someone to give someone that might. I was like, amazing. What, how do you spell it? O-L-I-O. Um, and I feel like there's an X at the end um, on their Instagram. I'm not sure why. I'll link it um, in ACAST. So if you are listening on ACAST, you can get all these links. Um, but I was just so impressed by it. And I was meaning to mention it. And I've realised that there was no point that I could slot it in. But I wanted to because I thought I was looking in our fridge early and there are a few things that are on the turn. And I was just thinking, we're going away tomorrow. I don't know how we're going to eat it like, in time or how we can fashion a meal out of this. Oh, um, get on it and let me know. I want, yeah, report back. I will do. I was really interested and I think it's such a good way of cutting out food waste too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is yeah. Um, something I'm getting better at, but really kind of, I feel like a, a terrible person. And I'd yeah. much rather, yeah, it's when you're going away and you might have done a, done a week shot, but actually not thought about it. You only need to be like doing four yeah. days. I mean, we can, all we can do is try and be better. Definitely. Well, on that note, I'm going to try and be, um, cooler rather than better i'm gonna go and try and sit in the garden and be a better sunbather sunbather yeah exactly that do put sunscreen on oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna um what is it lay it on like factor 50 here's the thing i feel like we're just going on 20 tangents this week did you know that when you pick out sun cream it's all the quality of it is to do with star rating so I used to use a brand of sun cream and I use it for June and it's only got three stars out of five. Whereas I'm going to mention Boots, Sultan is fat, always five stars and that's the quality of how good it is and how much it protects you from the sun. So it's about the factor, but always look at the five star UV rating. And, and Brilliant. Yeah. I've always noticed that on their um, big yellow Sultan things and I thought, hmm. Yeah, well, we've yeah, made well. the switch now. That's it. I've got no more random nuggets. I will see you in real life next week. I'll see you. I can't wait. I can't wait. Here's to more sunshine. Have a gorgeous week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.